You're listening to the Plain Label Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Plain Label Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Williams, and in this episode, we conclude our look at the Paranormal Activity franchise with a discussion of Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Joining me for this episode is the man who believes any time is plant-based golden gay time, Mr. Andrew Shaw. (laughs) I had something to say and I can't speak that gold. (laughs) For people that don't follow Mr. Andrew Shaw over at Twitter, he was very delighted that his, uh, these little, like, what are they? Like, it's like a fudge sickle, sickle looking thing? Yeah, the- it's, um, like a caramel ice cream with biscuit cookie pieces on the outside. And they're, they're known, they're, the name of them is Golden Gay Time. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, now as a, as a vegan, I also can have a gay time. <laughs> there you go. You're not <laughs> limited. You are not. 2022. (laughs) That's right. That is right. So that's Mr. Shaw. Before getting into our discussion, I would like to mention that we are still proud members of the Deliberate Noise Network. Search Deliberate Noise in your podcast app for more great shows from the network. Mr. Shaw, since you are not having a, uh, whatever you called it, a basically like a biscuit cookie ice cream situation, uh, what, what sort of coffee are you having this morning? Uh, I have a, uh, I'm working through my kilo of, uh, Nicaraguan gold coffee from, the uh gridlock coffee people um it always sounds like i'm getting a delivery of uh pure cocaine when i talk about i'm going home to two kilos <laughs> a couple of kilos of i was gonna say is that a, is that ever a concern when you tell your wife like oh my kilos from nicaragua showed up <laughs> it, like... i don't i don't tell her about the other ones <laughs> yeah right she's just like oh cool i'm living in this naive world where all he's getting is coffee perfect <laughs> why do why do we have so much cash around the house <laughs> Why are these unmarked vans also watching our home? <laughs> uh, so that's what he is uh, drinking. I am, uh, I'm having a, it's a vodka water. Once again, it is a, uh, flavored water. It is a blueberry flavored, uh, water. And when I say flavored, it is like you can get a hint that maybe there was once a blueberry near the water as it was being poured. <laughs> It's just like those, carbonation, basically, is all it is. Those sparkling drinks that taste like TV static. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. It's not as bad as some of the stuff that I've had while we've recorded, but it's it's pretty just okay. So, yep. speaking of just okay, let's wrap up this franchise. Uh, being generous. Yeah, well, that's why I, I pivoted <laughs> quickly to franchise instead of this film, because uh, this film is not okay. Uh, if anyone follows either one of us over at Letterboxd, you will see that we were quite harsh on the film and we're going to tell oh, you yeah. we're going to tell you why so this is from 2021 and again it is called paranormal activity next of kin all right whenever you're ready we are shooting a documentary because i am about to meet my first biological relative she's amish i'm not i am <laughs> not amish we are humbled and grateful to have our sister Margot return to us. <laughs> I've always hoped that I could meet you all, so this is a really special moment for me. Hey, mm-hmm. mind if I film you for a moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hey. Oh hey. Uh, I like your doll. What's her name? Yeah. 
You know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. She's still here. What did you say? Whoa. Why would they build a church all the way back here? What is that? The demon, Asmodeus, was trapped inside a chosen woman of God. This has happened before. What the hell? Are these from my mom? You can't have me and my baby? IMDB plot synopsis goes like this. And again, these are not written by me, <laughs> no matter how much people may assume. <laughs> but it goes like this. Margot, a standard young adult with a dark past, period. Okay. Uh, as such, she takes advantage of the internet to look into her ancestry. Margot turns out to be related to an Amish man named Samuel, who may have some answers or information about why her mother abandoned her as a baby. Together with her friends, Chris and Dale, they set out to the middle of nowhere to make a documentary about where she comes from. And this is a horror movie, <laughs> in case you didn't get that by the uh, description, which seems a pretty, like, a drama to me, not, yeah. not a horror movie. That's that's a lifetime movie right there. Yeah, really. It's just like about a young woman discovering like who she is. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's that doesn't sound like a horror movie very much. <laughs> you kind of skipped out on the whole like creature in the bottom of a well stuff. Like you could have yep. could have put maybe put that in there. Uh, it's not really spoilery because you don't know what it is uh, if you put that in there. But this is a this is a Paramount Plus. Uh, feature. This is one that uh, my library thankfully had, so I was able to get because we talked about before we started recording that uh, Paramount Plus is not a uh, streaming service that we that we uh, subscribe to. Nope. So otherwise, it would have been I've got enough of them. <laughs> yeah, really. That yeah, that's no kidding. Um, my wife and I just talked about that somewhat recently too. But uh, mm. but yeah, so this is a film that is somewhat more challenging to get a hold of. It came out uh, almost a year ago as of recording. And, um, boy, this was tough. This was, uh, Oof. this was not a very good movie. <laughs> I legitimately, you know how much, um, crap I watch, you know, you know, the type of movies that I like to watch. And this is possibly the worst movie I've watched this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will say is it is definitely the worst of the paranormal activity films because it's also the least of the paranormal activity films. Like it's the least like the others. Mm. Um, because it, the setup of 
most of the others was there's this home, weird shit happens at the home, and you catch it through someone videotaping it. Here, the, the, diff- yeah. the difference is they're shooting a documentary, so they're getting to go outside. And I was like, okay, documentary, fine. That's a decent way to get around not being in a location, whatever. But like mm. right away, she's meeting uh, her relative Samuel. And right away, we have like uh, the documentary, her, I didn't think it was her friend. I thought it was her, um, like her partner, that the Chris guy, the, the main the main guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like right away, he's, he's like shooting coverage. Like he's shooting her and then somehow he's cutting in and then also shooting Samuel when Samuel's talking. And I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. This, this is not a, this is not how this would be shot. Like this is breaking a whole, all of the rules of it being like a found footage or like a paranormal activity to where it's a static camera. And yeah. I was like, so how the hell is Chris like switching between, these because it's not yep. like it's a it's not like it's a single take and he's going back and forth like there's literal cuts between yeah. um different like inside outside different angles and i'm like this is this is bullshit like this is not how this was supposed to work and it happened a bunch in the dinner scenes when they're sitting yes. around with the family too yeah. and like they're showing all these different cuts and it just I, I i'm here for paranormal activity found footage i'm here for grainy staticky camera running around and stuff i'm not here for your establishing shots and your <laughs> right. you know your beautiful cinematography come on man give me the bullshit <laughs> yeah really and so the other thing that i thought was was sort of i was like of two minds of the uh the other part of this um i thought it was it was very convenient but also it looked kind of clever when he was when the the camera was sort of uh it was like Sort of like it was falling apart, sort of, or it was like malfunctioning to where it would mm-hmm. sometimes just go into slow mo. Yeah. Uh, when he, when they're getting chased by the creature and it like would force itself into slow mo or to fast forward or whatever. And it was kind of like it was doing it always at the most convenient times to get yeah, the, the best shots, right? But, <laughs> but I was like, well, at least that, I mean, at least it looks cool. Like I, I can at least give it like, that that part looks interesting. Like it may break all of the rules of the franchise, but at mm. least it does it in a way that looks so, sort of interesting to me. But there was even the, you know, in heading towards the finale around that part when the, the main character is talking to the monster uh-huh. and it's the shot over the monster's shoulder. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> what the, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, Chris, who, how did you get behind her? <laughs> Oh, I thought that was such horseshit. I was like, this is so fast and loose with the rules of, of the actual camera. Yeah. I'm just picturing like the found footage out there. Look, can we, leaning over the monster's shoulder, could we do that again? Um, like a bit more emphasis on this for me, please. If you could breathe a little bit heavier, that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, really? we, and cut and action. Let's go again. I was just waiting for it to be like, and this is spoilers for the end in case someone is actually going to watch it, but. It's Don't like uh, I, I'm just waiting for Chris to be like, okay, can you can you hit when you call her mom a little bit harder next time because I'm gonna go behind her while you do it this time, just in case, just so I have the coverage. And like, oh and the, no, you know, the, the monster doing the you know like the veteran actor thing. Oh, you need to say mom different. <laughs> yeah, really. And and then you got Margot and she's like, look, it's just a stand-in when I'm doing my lines. Like, how come she's not out here? <laughs> You know that kind of stuff. That would be hilarious. I would love that. That's I, that's we need to make that movie. I think. Yeah, really. It's just a spoof of Paranormal Activity. 
Yeah, but crossed with what was it? Shadow of the Vampire, that one. Oh, the right. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's eating all the crew. Yeah, that's a good movie, actually. I like <laughs> that's that. That's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, once again, this is written by Christopher Landon, who I believe wrote almost all of all of the uh, sequels. Uh, this is directed by William Eubank, who is probably best known for doing Underwater uh, a couple of years ago, which I thought was fine for what it was. I really liked that one. Um, I thought it was like. I, I looked that I looked up what else he had directed, and I was like, "Whoa, that movie is way better than this one." Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't know what happened there. Um, if he just got saddled kind of with a, a bum script and tried to make the best out of it, or if he made things worse with certain choices, or you know, it's kind of mm. hard to say where things went went wrong. But one of the other things that when I was describing this to Anna, because I did not force her to watch this, uh, I was describing it to her, and she stopped me at one point, and she's like. Well, this doesn't sound like paranormal activity at all because there's a creature. Mm. And I said, exactly. <laughs> like that's yep. part of the issue is there is a physical thing that you see that they're running from as opposed to all these other ones where it's there, there could be like a possession or something, but it's like in all the other ones, it's you don't know what it is. Stuff's getting you when you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And here it's like, nope, there's the bad thing. Let's run away from it. And honestly, this movie's not even scary. No, 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 no. There is not, you know, usually even the the bad ones that we watch, there, there's a jump that gets me. Every single movie we had, there was something that got me in all of them. This one, it was almost like they, there's one jump towards the end where the monster jumps out from behind the hay bales. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, I'm just expecting that to happen now. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and it's, there was nothing, even the scenes where it's building up the tension early, I, I never felt creeped out. Whereas, you know, the first one, there are several scenes where you're sitting there going, ooh, and you're doing the, you know, you're almost <laughs> wincing away from the TV a little bit, like, what's going to happen? But this one, I I could show this to my 13-year-old daughter who hates horror movies, and I don't think she'd be scared either. Yeah, one, that was uh, that, that attic thing. What made me think when while you are talking was when she goes to the attic, and that's sort of when they uh, they first set up that something is weird of this uh, Amish, quote unquote Amish, mm-hmm. um, like family or group or whatever. And she goes up there, and I didn't understand like her character motivation at all. And I I don't buy that it's like oh it's just a horror movie because this movie's not trying to be like just mm-hmm. in quotes a horror movie because it's not scary. Like if it was if it was like you know, a uh, Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street when the whole point is just to see our lead kill people. That's yep. one thing. But this is like, no, it's this journey with Margot and her figuring out where she came from. And so she goes to this attic and she's like going through this dresser for no reason. I was like, why? What does she think that is in this dresser? Yeah. And then she finds like a cookie tin and it's got all this shit in there. And I'm like, who cares about like, what is, what is this? Like, why does she think that she needs to go through this stuff? And it's, I don't know. I just was like, I get that she wants to go upstairs, but then she's like, Oh, now I'm upstairs. God, I got to check out this dresser. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why would you even think to look there? And if you, if you're trying to talk to these people about finding your mom and they they knew your mother, why are you being so like they didn't give you any real reason to be so skeptical and you know judgy about them when you first get there? Mm-hmm. 
Like you, you've sort of you've walked in and gone, all oh, that, all oh, these people are weird. Let's search their house and find all this other shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. I, it's like I, I, I would not be pleased. If, I wouldn't be pleased if someone was doing that at my home. Like, yeah. why are you going through all my stuff? <laughs> yeah, and I get that you do find some stuff, and I get it. And it's a little, they're a little bit weird, but they're also supposedly Amish, and you know they're different to us anyway. But mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I don't know. There's so much in this that doesn't make sense, and then there's so much that doesn't work and it's just a it's just a shambles of a film (laughs) yeah it really is because one of the things i remember seeing the trailer for this and one of the the things that i thought was going to be interesting was when she's making friends with the little girl the little girl's got like this human hair doll that she's sort of playing with Mm -hmm. and the little girl's like uh oh did you know my mom her name's sarah or whatever and she's like she's still here yeah and i was like oh okay that's going to be an interesting interesting piece and Mm. then it's sort of just dropped in there and that and that she doesn't like she doesn't like uh approach anyone saying like this girl said this what does this mean is this girl full yeah. of shit or what's going on like how does she even know who my mom is you know all this sort of like there was none of that questioning it was just all like yeah. behind the scenes shadiness from them <laughs> you, you could i would think you know something like that where you have the little girl do that is why can't the mum be the spirit that's haunting the, the farm mm-hmm you know, something happened to her, like they, maybe they, they thought she had a demon and she's being exercised and she dies during the exorcism and now she's causing all the havoc. There you go. Better film already. Right. But, well, they, because they do in the last like 20 minutes is when they finally introduce like the, what I wrote down as the plot. Because <laughs> like, I could, I just couldn't believe it. So we got all the way through, like we went past the whole her going down to the well cave thing. Mm hmm. Which was the only part where I was like, oh, shit, this reminds me of the descent, kind of. Like, this oh, yeah. This I would not like to be in this harness and being lowered or, ra- or uh, raised by someone else's command. Like, I would not mm-hmm. like this at all. And so then I was like, okay, I can see where this, in the theater maybe, this section could have been like, oh, God, get get her out of there. Get him later yeah. out of there. Um, But towards the last, like, 20 to 30 minutes, they start talking about oh, because the mother this and her daughter and this demon and and this could be passed on to this because mother through daughter. And I was like, how is this not like the first moment of the movie? Like, how is this? This is the thing that's driving her to like find her mom. And this is why they tell her that she can't find her or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, that this is like the inciting (laughs) incident, not like, oh, I just want to go figure out who I am. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. There's look the the storyline. There's a lot of potential to it. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, an Amish community who are you know away from all the technology and everything like that. So it's it's already a different society. There's so much potential in that story, and they just there's not even like the the frustrating part too is there's not even cheap scares. Like I was saying before, it's not scary. <laughs> right, yeah. There's not even like loud noises or anything like that. There's a, like she gets dragged away at one point. And you're like, she's got. I, okay, I, I don't know. That was, I think, my more frustrating part was that I'm supposed to be watching a horror movie. Either give me a horror movie or turn it into a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have it both ways. There's nothing – you're getting too much <clears throat> drama before the actual scares. Mm-hmm. You, you've built – you know, it's an hour and a half long movie. You've given me an hour of nothing. <laughs> exactly. And now you're trying yeah. to throw it all in at the last half hour. It does. It just doesn't work. I don't care for these characters. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, uh, you know, you got the the Dale character as the comedy, the comic relief, 
Um, and he's the one who kind of buys into the Amish life, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Cuts and, his hair. Yeah, yeah. He cuts his hair. He starts wearing the outfits. He tries to teach him the moonwalk, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, well, this guy, like this actor at least looks like he's trying to have fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah. at least this guy's like, you know, he's he's doing his best. Um, but I was like, okay, so when is this dude going to then be become one of them and turn on the main two? Because yeah. that's got to be coming, right? No, <laughs> he just he no. just hangs out with them and disappears when it's convenient and comes back when it's convenient. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like what the hell is what the hell is going on? I kept watching it, going, what are they? Why are they doing this? Yeah. Like I would love an oral history or a podcast about the making of this movie because I just it is confounding to me. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those ones where I, I'd love to. I would actually like to find out that it was a very troubled production because it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas if everything ran smoothly and this was just made, it it's actually really disheartening that this is what they added to the end of the franchise. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, you know it is it does not have like a ton of people that were that were unfamiliar with, uh, mm. you know, because it is directed by William Eubank, like I've said. the The writer is Christopher Landon, who's done a ton of stuff, and a lot of them have been, you know. Sort of somewhat surface level, but at least fun. And then the producers are are pretty well known producers, so it's kind of like what the hell, what the hell happened? And and most famously, Jason Blum, you know, was the mm-hmm. was the lead producer here. But you have a, an interesting tidbit about Jason Blum and his uh, views on the film. Yeah. So in the trivia on IMDb, so I'm hoping this is true. But it literally says in there, Jason Blum, the producer of this film and all of the paranormal activities, has stated that he despises the film and has expressed no interest on continuing the franchise. <laughs> so he's straight up said, "Fuck this, I'm done." <laughs> so you know what? This isn't uh, this isn't any good. This isn't worth worth doing anymore. Uh, thing- I just picture him sitting in the you know like they have to produce a screening room at um, Blumhouse Productions, and he's you know he watches the whole film, and then it's the I don't know how much of a Simpsons fan you are, but the cross of the clown watching um, Worker and Parasite, the Russian cartoon when he loses Itchy and Scratchy, mm. and it comes back and he just goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems right. So I'm guessing maybe this is on like uh, some of the guys like, I don't know, there's Steven Schneider that I don't, uh, Steven Schneider and Jenny Hinky are the two people that I don't, uh, I'm not as familiar with that are listed as producers. Or yeah. maybe this is just a thing where uh, the Landon script and the Eubank direction just wasn't um, wasn't good enough. So I don't know. It's just like of all the ideas out there, I just didn't I just didn't understand how they thought that this was going to be something that worked because with some of the things I was like, you know, I was I was teeing it up for the kiddo and I was like, all right, so you remember how in the Fear Street movies, the third one is in the past. I was like, it's kind of like that to where it's set like in a it's set like in an Amish, no technology kind of a kind of a situation, mm. and then the whole uh, the whole like group sort of is crazy and sort of goes crazy and is all killed off and blah 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 at the end. And but I didn't know who any of those people were or give a shit about any of that stuff at the end. No, <laughs> right? No. Because you like you see the the girls and some of the the uh, the people that are the same age as Margot or similar aged, and they're just kind of there to be not cooperative with her yeah and you're like well what is the what is the point of this like how what if they just didn't have any anybody her age at all then and she doesn't have anybody to talk to because it's the same like you're you're getting across the same thing like 
There's nothing yeah. that's happening in the scene. And in a in a the other the you know, other entries in the franchise, those girls would be the ones where like they're running around, they find some girl and she's screaming, and then she gets thrown away by some invisible entity, or or something would happen to them. But or or one of them would be possessed by whatever demon it is. Right. But again, none of that happens. Yeah, one of them would have the the dark eyes, like in uh, yeah the marked ones or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but I was just like, man, I was watching it at one point. I think I paused it to either get another drink or something like that, because that's how well it was going. And I was like, man, I'm longing for the ghost dimension or the marked ones compared <laughs> to this. Like, this is just like, there was just nothing going on that I was enjoying. Well, I mean, you've, I, you watched this on your Plex account, and you probably would have noticed that it probably took me four or five sittings to get through <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it goes sometimes, you know, it's oh. like, it's like, oof, this is, uh, this is not, this is not super good. So, I mean, that's pretty much what, um, this didn't have going for it. They have talked about wrapping this up and Christopher Landon has said that he has ideas for this, which I'm, I'm sort of like a little bit more worried about Christopher Landon in terms of his, uh, material than I at once mm-hmm. was. Yep. Uh, because I thought, like, I thought Freaky was fine, but it, I just kind of was like, oh yeah, it's, exactly what i thought it was going to be yeah um and then so you you've got some things that he's doing that are already in production that are in post-production uh like we have a ghost it's a film that's supposed to come out next year that he wrote and directed and was the producer and then he was the producer of a film called time cut um that is the uh that is written by michael kennedy that also did that also wrote freaky so he's got um some stuff that's you know in the works and he's been announced as as uh redoing arachnophobia um and so he's got some different things where for a while i was like oh yeah he's he's doing a lot of good stuff and now i'm kind of like uh oh (laughs) whoops a daisy yep so we'll see but if you uh say that you had to say that you were approached by Tubi or one of your other streamers yes. that you love so much. Please. And <laughs> yeah. they said, Mr. Shaw, we need an idea for another paranormal activity movie. Ooh. Where do you think you would go with this? Because I feel like I don't ever feel like the whole Katie thing was ever resolved. Yep. So it's like, what the fuck is the holdup? <laughs> it's kind of what it like, what's the big surprise that we don't get like a conclusion with her. Mm. So yeah, I don't know it, if that's the way to go or if just to take her completely out of it, like they've done in the last couple movies. I think what. you got to stick with it. You got to go back with what works. Mm. Um, like looking at the, like we've covered them all now, but this is obviously the worst of the franchise. And I think one of the biggest mistakes was that they went away from what's worked in the other ones. Mm. They moved away from the found footage part, but they also moved away from, the the story we know the people we've followed through the whole thing and you know having it not have anything to do with those or maybe it will be that the demon in the first lot will meet up with the demon from this one mm. but i don't know i think I, I think you just have to go with what works and this it moved too far away from what works in the first few and especially like the first one is I think it's up there with the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. as, you know, I think we said it, the, the best of the found footage movies. Mm-hmm. And this was, I would say, it was half a found footage movie, to be honest. Like, yeah. too many cuts, too much other bullshit. Um, but 
I think if you're going to do it, you've got to stick with the, the ghost sort of aspect of it. You've got to set it somewhere where that can be played with, but also, you know, like set it in a, a hotel, a haunted hotel, mm-hmm. and then have it so that, you know, mention – look, this is what I'll do. Here, here you go. Jason Blum, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. He's a, but, uh, <laughs> he's a voracious listener. <laughs> yeah, of course. Put, set it in one of those hotels where some of them have, you know, long-term residents. Uh-huh. And – you mentioned there's a long-term resident there and they, you know, back and forth. And it's been, what, how long since the first movie was made? What, what year was that? That was, that was like in the early 2000s, I thought. Like early to mid 2000s. Yeah, so you could, so you could have the, the little boy from the second one and we've seen parts of him before. He could be, he, he would be, you know, almost 20 now. Mm-hmm. You could have him as this long-term resident in the hotel that you don't really mention or see much about until towards the end. Or you might see him walking around. Oh, that's the guy who's lived here for five years or whatever. And, and you know, and do that. And it still brings it back to, but it's a different location. It's something different. You can play with stuff that, you know, happens in a hotel. Like I've worked in a hotel. We had some weird stuff happen in a hotel. You know, it's, it's a place where we had, the hotel I worked in had people die in it. So there were certain rooms that just felt weird when you went in there. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of people that you can use as a cast because uh-huh. there's there's always people at a hotel, and just go from there. You don't have to set it in a house, or you know, you you make it that I don't know. One of the workers, there, or the workers there, have to wear cameras, or one of the workers oh, is like yeah. I'm making a movie about the place. Or... Yeah. So what what's what that reminds me of is because um, I don't know because of what really I guess, but there is a golf course that is near us that is much more uh, hoity-toity than we are. Mm-hmm. And they they have the people that are responsible for like pace of play and making sure that people aren't damaging the course and stuff. Uh, yep. They're they're called marshals, and those guys have to wear body cams now. Well, there you go. Because those guys had been had they had different altercations with people, and it's like a whole he said she said kind of a situation. Yeah. Right. And so then they were like, well, we're just going to make them wear these body cams, and so. But I was thinking, like, what if they had? Because it's Hunter, right? Is the yeah child from the second one? Yep. So what if they had him, and he's got almost like a um, he's almost got like a Luke from Hill House kind of vibe when he got older, to where he's just yeah. a sort of like tormented kid, and he's like this, he's sort of like the chosen one from the demon the demons point of views, right? Isn't that what yep. the whole gig is? And so maybe he's just like trying to live his normal life, but XYZ happens while he's living in this hotel. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then you go from there as a plot. So I, I do feel like because you have some time in between the first movie and what would eventually be the last one, you can play with the whole legacy stuff, especially now that they're not kids that you have to sort of get performances yeah. out of. So I, I think that there's opportunities there and, uh, if anyone wants to hire Andrew and I to write them, we definitely will. Uh, for just a modest fee, we'll email you. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think I think that there is there is some interesting I some interesting ways this could go. I hope that it it does connect to uh, what we've already seen because much like one of the other franchises that we discussed, the Friday the Thirteenth, this is the Jason Goes to Hell 
of Friday the 13th to where it's like, wait a minute, this isn't what it has been at all. Like this, yeah, exactly. this, yep. this isn't Jason. This is this other guy and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and one of the reviews that I read about this movie after I, after I saw it was saying that it was, it should have been like rec five instead of paranormal activity seven or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's more about this environment and a creature as opposed to ghosts and spirits yeah. and stuff, stuff yep. like that. So, but the, the spirit stuff is inherently creepier too. Yeah, the, it is. You know, you you watch the first one and you see stuff like even the subtle stuff, like just the corner of their um their sheets on the bed just flipping up a little bit. And there's none of that in this. There's none of the like. There's a door opening at one point, which is okay. It never pays off anyway. <laughs> right. um, well, the, the, my that, favorite my favorite bit is when they she's under the bed and the bed depresses for no reason. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck! Like somebody's gonna be like on the bed waiting for her to crawl out of the bed yep. and that's just like a one-off to where that doesn't pay off in any yeah way. well i expected when she because she pulls the camera out and has a look and there's nothing there i thought i expected when she pulled the camera back under that there'd be something beside oh, her right yeah something right next to her kind of like yeah. what they did with the the uh uh annabelle thing where annabelle's under yeah. the sheet and all that kind of stuff yeah exactly but none of that stuff pays off like that's that's where my frustrations were like, like i said it's not scary there is there are no scares whatsoever in this movie and it it baffles me that they even <laughs> put it out without anything yeah i don't i don't get it at all and it was one of those things to where uh, i see you know early on they have all the masks and i was like well they weren't under any sort of like covid limitations it didn't seem like because there was a lot of people all there at the same time Mm. so i don't know if after a while they were just like you know what with all of this testing and all of this that and the other thing this is costing us too much just wrap it up and we're gonna go with whatever you've got yeah (laughs) so i don't know what the hell (laughs) i don't know what the hell this was about so anyway so yeah this was uh this was a a a large disappointment (laughs) yeah so i I think it's, it's probably the first time that we've watched something like this where my letterbox, I gave it one star and you gave it one and a half. I think it's the first time you've ever given something like this a better rating than I have. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Usually I'm very much like, this is shit. And I was yeah. sort of like teetering between the one and the one and a half. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, I thought the slow motion thing was neat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'll give it a half because of that, I guess. Um uh, <laughs> I think I just I, I was sitting I watched it finished it off last night and I was sitting there and Amy goes oh did you finish it I said yeah it kind of pissed me off <laughs> right like you were offended <laughs> that it was so bad right yeah it just sort of I feel like I wasted my time yeah well our uh, one of my one of my former guests uh, Miss Regina Kim who is not shy about her spicy takes on the film she gave this a half star nice <laughs> so she was right in our same. Uh, same ballpark is what we thought about it (laughs) oh goodness so yeah so this was this was a rough one anything else about uh, paranormal activity next of kin before we say goodbye i would say having watched them all now um unless the they do another one where it sort of ties in this one and the originals you don't need to watch this movie Mm mm-hmm I, I would say save your hour and 35 minutes for something you actually really want to watch. Oh, and it felt like it was like 2.10, too. Oh, it felt so drag, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I it, paused it, it and I was like, oh, no way. This has only been going on for 45 minutes. <laughs> yep. I, it was funny, too. I'd been watching it on the TV on the Plex, and then last night I had to watch on the iPad because mm. it was, you know, the kids had gone to bed. And I put it 
brought it up on the iPad and it had jumped back about 25 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, please no. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. Don't you I'm dare. I'm that shit again. Yeah, I'm gonna, I am skipping forward to where I left off. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's funny. That is funny. So if anyone wants to hire us to write the next one, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. But otherwise, I think this needs to be put to rest for a few years before they really oh, yeah. have an idea that they're really, really excited about. So, all right. Well, that'll pretty much wrap yes. us up for this for this franchise. Uh, if people wanted to, if you had any comments, I should say, suggestions or movies that you think we should talk about, you can email me at plainlabelpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show over at Twitter under the handle at plainlabelpod. If you wanted to help out the show, you could check out our show notes where you'll find the link to our Amazon wish list. I do want to thank Mr. Shaw for enduring this film and this franchise. <laughs> People wanted to hear more from you if they wanted to check out the uh, the little dessert treat that you had, or if they want to get in touch with you, where could they do that? Uh, I am Andrew underscore Shaw 23 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, I, um, I do take payments in the form of boxes of golden, uh, plant-based golden gay times. Uh, yes. they are a little bit scarce at the moment, so I'm trying to find more. So please send them my way if you see them. It's gotta be the plant-based ones though. Otherwise he yes. will send them uh, back. Yes, I will, I will send a, uh, rabid well monster to, uh, find you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did not love that creature, by the way. Like I thought, nah. it, I thought once it first came out of the little area, I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, and then I was like, nope, it's just like a, it's like a zombie that's just chasing them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So thank you for listening. <laughs> and you can join me next week as I begin a discussion with the one and the only Mr. Alan White as we look at the MCU phase four and the film Black Widow. How's your new love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing fine Just to know it Means so much to me What's that, darling? How am I doing? I'm doing alright Except I can't sleep And I cry Not till dawn What I'm trying to say Is I love you And miss you And I'm so sorry That I did you wrong